First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremover.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremover.com. Coming to you live from Melbourne with the podcast you have all been waiting for. These three boys have eluded me for like two, two and a bit, two and a half years. Honestly, they have, they've said, Frankie, you bullfuck, we're not doing your podcast. We're not coming on. We don't do shit like this. But I'm like, boys, it's time. It's fucking time. Welcome, Sushi Mango. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you alright? Boys, that sounds, boys, yeah. we got we we got Joe, we got Carlo, yeah. we got Andrew, all here in my um my ghetto apartment in St Kilda. It's not the ghetto. <laughs> I keep telling you, St Kilda's good. Boys, man, you've had a fucking hell of a journey last few years, man. Yeah. Hell of a journey. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can agree, but. I want to know, because obviously I've heard different different stories. Some say that you started in the garage. Some say you started in a car. But I don't know how you boys went from traditional jobs, traditional backgrounds, working in whatever you're working in. I'm sure we'll go into that. But you went from that into obviously launching yourself and now selling out arenas like Rod Laver Arena and all this all this around Australia. It's a pretty, it's a pretty mad journey when you, put, when you break it down. So where did it, where did it actually all begin for you guys? Don't all talk at once, lads. Don't all talk at once. I can't ever answer. I can't take the lead on this question because well, yeah. I wasn't there at the beginning. Well, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. so you know, that this podcast isn't going to be like a general podcast because we are the stupidest, <laughs> most random people. Just right <laughs> now, all I feel like doing is going, yeah, Hope Tower, we're coming in. Breaker, breaker. Clear the runway. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Some warm altitude. <laughs> why, why is it that every time when when a captain speaks to you over the loudspeaker, why is it always like that? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way everything's going on, and uh, everything's going to be all right. And uh, there's a little bit of a breeze here. We've got the side and, and, uh, uh, coming on the side here, and uh, we should be coming in about five thirty. Do you reckon it's a great? Do you reckon it's actual actual noise, or do they actually go? <laughs> or is it a real noise that the hey, thing makes? Do you ever I think, think that, you, know, you know that thinking, noise? Thinking you know that noise uh, that that boom that comes in a, in a on a plane. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the yeah the Home Alone. Home Alone. Anyone, anyone listening? Where's ding, my camera? Where's my camera? This one. Ding. If you listen no, to doesn't. the ding, it's a note from the Home Alone. Well, one of one, one of, of one the of notes. all the rest of them. Yeah, yes. yeah, what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sat here watching the show, boys. You know what I mean? like, I'm just, I'm oh, who like, started? How to start? <laughs> oh, how to start? Oh, are we recording? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. on. We're, We're on, boys. We're on. We're yeah, on. No, no. Um, um, how did it start? Well, it started. It started. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you it started. Uh, yeah, you're right. We all we all had, I guess, normal real jobs. Uh, let's let's be honest. You know, like I, I was in sales. Um, always different types of sales jobs, and my, my brother had a um, um, a lighting or energy business, yeah, a lighting yeah. business, uh, lighting you know, business. and 
in wholesale, and Andrew had a he was a scrap metal merchant, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so so we all had these jobs beforehand, but we always were dickheads. We always say we were, we were idiots for many years, but they just put a camera in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. So um, and then one day I, I I did a video in my car, and and then um, and it got some some traction, and I was like, this is um this is interesting. This this feeling. You know the endorphins that 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 opened it opened up, and then I did a few more, and I'd go to Carlo and say, "Have a look at these videos I was doing," and then Carlo would say, "Oh, you should chop this a bit shorter and make this a bit longer, like help with the edit." It was weird. We didn't know what we were doing at the time, and then we said, "Let's," I said, "Let's do a video in the car." So um, we we got we went to his house one day, and and one of the original members of Sushi Mango, Michael Cambronides, who's a good friend of Carlo's, good friend of all of us. Um, he was there at the house as well that day, that night, and we got in the car, put the cam, put the iPhone on the dashboard, and drove. We didn't even have like an iPhone, like a holder. holder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we, we just, just stuck it, stuck it on the with dashboard. Blue tack, yeah. blue tack, <laughs> you know. And we just drove, and and just did stupid things while we were driving, um, and and that was it. And we went back, we edited it up, and and then just put it out, you know, and then. And then someone said to us, "You got to start a page," and um, and then that's so we're like, "Start a page? Like what? What's what? What do you mean? Like on Facebook?" So we started this page, but then going back, they were like, "We were like, well, what are we going to call this thing?" You know, because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't think we were ever going to do ethnic comedy. We just thought we were just doing comedy, like just random stupid stuff. So we were like, what are we going to call it? What are we going to call it? And, um, and then my son was saying, Sushi Mango, Sushi Mango, while he was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, we're, so we're sitting on the picture, we're sitting on the couch, and we're like, so what are we going to call it? All right. And he this little three-year-old, he's three years old at the time, he was going, Sushi Mango, Sushi Mango. We're like, what the is he saying this kid, man? Mm. Can you shut your kid up? Like we're trying to talk. So he's, <laughs> he's trying to talk sense. Trying to talk sense here. Yeah, and he's, so he's telling his wife, he's going, "Say what? Look, I want." He's yelling. He keeps he keeps saying it, and we look at each other like, "Fuck! What just fucking call it? Just call it sushi mango." Like, what does it mean? It sounds stupid. Sounds Im- like like just p- pretty much what we are. Like, just, bit, we make it makes no sense and stupid. We're like, we'll just take it. Sounds idiotic. We'll go with that. So it, it was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is exactly what we are. But um, yeah, so he he made it on a toilet, um, and then we just we just stuck with it. Like we weren't doing wog humor at, at, in the beginning. Um, we were just doing like everyday stuff. Like we're just like you know things friends do and and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so like skits essentially. Yeah, skits about like you know driving you know with your mates or whatever the hell it was you know. Um, which we look back to those videos now, and they're so like they're so raw, and you know you learn as you go. They were the most fun, though. But they were they, they were the most fun. That's what in the beginning it was like. Uh, it, it it was there it, it wasn't like we set out to do this thing. We're like, all right, you know, by two thousand fourteen, we'll oh that's sorry, by two thousand we'll and twenty we'll have you know shows in, under our belt and this that thing. We didn't know what it was at the start. We were just meeting up every Wednesday once a week or th- or Thursday, whatever it was. Um, and we were just laughing. We were just having this mad time. So it's just an outlet. It was an outlet. It was, yeah. it was honestly was therapy. It was like, you know, we all had our own shit going on, and every Wednesday we'd meet up, 
and we'd record and we would just piss ourselves. We'd watch it back and just laugh. Go, look, look at what your face does here. Or he yep. tripped over or he did this and he did that. We got addicted to the camaraderie, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the mateship and the laugh, the laughs that we had. We didn't know uh, that we had this thing that was that that like people were seeing a chemistry between us, and they were seeing something. Like we didn't really know it yet, you know. We were just putting it out there, and people were starting to slowly sort of come along until we did this uh, Italians versus Greeks video, and then it went. Just and is up. that the point where you went kind of proper popped off viral? Yeah, that yeah. was the first one. That was the first one. Like Italians versus Greeks was a con- a concept that that I, t- I brought to the boys. I was like, you know, in in Australia. I'm not sure if you guys have it in the UK. Do you have like yeah. it, it, the the Greek? We have we have a big Greek population in, in like London and stuff. Yeah. but we have Ital- Italians all over the UK. Yeah, yeah, but they're like they're like um, Italians from Italy over there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's yeah. like Italians who leave Italy yeah. and go and work in the restaurants and stuff. Like, so we're like first generation Italians versus first generation immigrants. immigrants, kids of the immigrants in in Australia. And there's always that rivalry: who's better, the Greeks or Italians? Growing up, I had all all my mates. Well, a lot of my mates are Greeks. A lot of mates are Italians, and we'd always say, "No, no, Italians are the best. No, 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 Greeks are the best. You guys can't cook. You guys can't this, whatever." So I was like, "Why don't we play on that?" And uh, we did that. We dressed up as the Italians and the Greeks, and just like that whole banter thing versus each other thing. And it just yeah it hit a nerve, and it just sort of skyrocketed. It was kind of weird because we've done a number of skits before that, and they got some traction. But you found that the your following was predominantly, yeah, you know, uh, George uh, Cabernitus or whatever <laughs> it is, and it's like you could tell it was the ethnic following. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we kind of went well. well if they want, we can't they run want. away from what you are, and clearly they they like what we do. So if they want, if, if Wog's what they want, Wog's what they're going to get. And we just went with this idea for one vid, and it blew mm. up. And then we did a second and third, and. Mm. A little bit later on, we created the dad's characters, maybe uh, yeah. six months later, and bang, here we just took it took off. You know, it's interesting that you say you boys have all like, what's in, you found all this organically, right? But there's a lot of people out there telling a lot of youngsters, a lot of people that are like in their twenties to thirties are trying to find something to do in life. They're telling them out there that they've got to go find their purpose and this, that, and the other. What would what would your advice be then? As you, as you three have kind of fell into all this, what would your advice be in order for to to allow them to fall into what they should be doing? Just do heaps of cocaine mm. <laughs> um, and uh, drink until you fall into something. Yes. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't condone cocaine. We don't. <laughs> no, uh, on the weekends only. No, 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 no. But look, I, I, if it the thing is, we didn't know it, right? But yeah. when we were doing it, it felt good. It felt like you could feel the per- like. After a while, you're like, this is my purpose. So if it feels good, it feels natural, it feels like you love doing it. I know it's, it's, it's pretty cliche, but if okay. you love doing it and it feels good and it feels natural and it feels like... You'll find a way to monetize it. You'll, you'll find a way. Like, it'll, it'll come. All these doors started opening. Like, you know, the, the, the following got bigger and then people were asking us, oh, can you come and do an appearance or can you promote this or can you do this? And then we're like, okay, we got to a point where like... We had a big enough following to do shows and then it was like a big enough following to do this and then there's arenas and now there's talks of like movies. If it feels right, just con- just continue to do it. If you love it and you feel like you love it, then stick with it. It's cliche, yeah, I know. But yeah. it's true. But it's true. And, I, and we didn't it's, know that, we, like, 
we're we're a product of that because we didn't actually know at the time that it was our purpose. And this is our purpose in life. Our purpose is to make people laugh, whether you like it or not. You got to get up in the morning and you got to make people. You got to make people feel good. That's our purpose. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and we we found that by chance. Well, yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think that uh, I heard this saying that, that success is a result of doing something great. So if you, whatever you're doing, people are noticing. That's probably what you should be doing more of. So whatever you're good at, do, do it, and 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 surround yourself with good people or a good team or a good network of people, and continue to do what other people are reacting to, and you're going to find success. It doesn't matter whether it's boxing, whether it's you're good at IT, you're good at comedy, you're good at whatever. If you're if you're good at carpentry, do that. You know that's 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 you'd your calling. You'd be good at making buttons or love you know? making buttons. Yeah. If you just keep continue to walk the line of making buttons, think doors will open as long as you love doing it. That's right. You know, because I th- I think from what I've seen with this podcast and how this podcast has evolved over time, because people can see that I love it and feel that I love it and. Because I, because obviously they can hear that the the guests I'm bringing on love what they do. I think that's why it's gone the way it's gone, and that's why it's blown it the way it has. Because they can feel that energy in it. I think whatever you do in life has to have that energy in it. Well, yeah. Otherwise, you, you're a bit soul destroyed. I know, obviously, while all this was going on in the early days, you were you obviously had a fabrication. Was it a fabrication business? I know I had a, 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 a scrap metal merchant, so we dealt with recycling metals. So when when you, when obviously you're in that recycling metal business. You're not that you probably knew at the time, even though you're making probably tons of cash out of recycling metal. You're probably you're probably not exactly lit up doing that, right? Oh no, it's it's really strange. I mean, there there were moments throughout. I mean, I did that for nearly twenty years. So there was moments where I thought this was my calling. When you when you're successful at what you do, you and you're making plenty of money, and you're okay with with where you're at. But I kind of thought at times it was, but deep inside, I kind of thought there was another calling. There was something else that I should be doing. I didn't know what the hell it was. But yeah, yeah, I've always felt a little emptiness. I've got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Do do you think then, guys, that you'll always feel a little bit empty then, unless you go out and truly find what you're meant to be doing? Uh, Well, that's a tough question because, like, some people don't don't have the luxury or the um, uh, I don't want to say the ability, but some people are in situations which they're very hard to say. I don't want to go and be an accountant anymore. I want to go and be a singer, or I want to go and be a comedian, or I want to go and be a button manufacturer. Like because they might have families, right. commitments, mortgages, this, that, the other. Which, unfortunately, they're you know the burden of that won't allow them to probably be or do or what they would love to do. So, um, but what I what I what I found or what I would would say is. Um, if you are that person or you are in that position, try and, and get um, a, on a weekend, do something that, that, that makes yeah. you happy so you get a little bit of – because I, I know for, for me, for myself, I've always wanted to be in an entertainment world, always. So for me, I was working a nine-to-fiver in sales or whatever it was that I was doing for many years, but I had my release on a weekend – where I would sing in a wedding band or MC a wedding, but I was with a band type of top of, so I had my little injection of what I wanted to do for many years, you know. Mm. So that 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 allowed me to to be able to you know sort of have a little bit because at one stage I was like, well, this is it, you know. I always thought there was going to be something more. 
there was always like, there's got to be something more. I remember saying to Andrew one day when I was... Yeah, I never forgot it. ...at his house, you know, I was working for the Yellow Pages at the time, you know, and I was like, is this it? It's got to be something more. I know that there's, there's something more for me. I know that there's something. don't know what it is, but I know that there's something. It's 13 um, years ago, man, you said that to me. Yeah, because when your son was born. Son was born, yeah. And, they can't, so, and, 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 and that is a that is obviously a pivotal point in your life when your son's born, right? And you that is a point when when you reflect back on your life because you're seeing someone else come into the world, right? Yeah. So absolutely. I suppose you were thinking at the time as well. So what were you thinking? Like, no, what? no. Listen, when you have a kid, things kind of change. Like what Joe said, I had this, you got greater flexibility and possibilities to explore things when you have less responsibility. So when you have got a business, a family, a kid, sometimes you can't just. You know, you can't just like like Joe said. Oh, I'm just I'm just going to go do this. You got responsibilities you need to take care of. So at the time when I had my first kid, all I was thinking about was providing for my family, and and I thought I'd found my calling Mm. to to some degree. But he said to me on that night on the couch, "Is this it? Like, Ange, I feel like is this it? Like, is this the best it's going to get?" And I remember, and we'd see each other probably two or three times a year at that point. We weren't. We were close. We were very young. We were close. Also with Carl too, very close. But then, you know, I went off and with kind of did, did, did different things. So I wouldn't see him very often. So he left, and I thought I kind of felt this sadness for for him because he wasn't happy. I thought I've got my family. I'm. I felt okay, but it never left me. And then when we came back together, maybe what six six years ago or something like that, I remember telling him that story when we started kicking off. For some reason, what he said affected me, and I never forgot it. So mm. he was saying, is that it? But subconsciously, I think it affected me. I was also like, is this it? So it's kind of yeah, a weird, yeah, yeah. weird, weird but thing, you know? In saying all that, what I just said as well, and what he said, is that if you really want to do something, you know, like, I, we, we had, well, you know, I can speak on my own behalf. I had the mortgage and the kid and everything as well while we were doing this. But we were burning the midnight oil. We would burn the candle at both ends. We were working, all working our jobs. And then go and shoot a video and edit it until 2, 3 in the morning and release it. Yeah. And it, yeah. nothing would burn you more when someone would write in the comments, oh, you guys have got too much time on your hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember that? When you're first starting out and they would, yeah. they would see these videos and they're like, oh, you know, or it might be a family member or a friend. Or go, what are you guys doing? Like... But why are you guys doing this thing? Like, you, you, you guys got so much. Well, you guys have a lot of time here. We were working, man. We we're working double. So, the, 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 you know, to, back to. So I was just going to say that, back to the answer to that question. Where you said, "Are you think people are people miserable if they're not doing something that that they love?" The the, the real answer is y- yes. That's that's the real answer. I think that a lot of people are, and a lot of people feel like they can't because they're trapped by everyday. Everyday rubble, you know what I mean. But the 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 message, I guess, is you know you had three guys who had completely different uh, jobs or paths who created something because we just kept putting one foot in front of the other, and it was really small in the beginning, and then those steps kept getting bigger, and then they kept getting bigger. But we kept walking the line. We kept. We just kept yeah. doing it and doing it and doing it and, and the snowball got bigger and bigger and bigger until the point where he didn't have to do he didn't have to go to the LA pages anymore. We said, Okay, get out of that job. He was the first one out. And he was like and he was, you know, full time into sushi. We I still had my business. 
Um, yeah. a, a business partner. I still own part of that business. I still own part of that business. I'm not working it anymore. I was the last one to get out. Um, but but you but you saw that Joe had to come out first because he, he had to come he, out first because he, he, he was working the job for someone. He else. He was working the job for someone else, and he and and you know, and uh, he he was he came out first. You know, he was still doing his MCing, but he didn't have to work for for someone. So we're like get out, and he was looking after a lot of the admin mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then Andrew's business was sort of winding down, and he slowly sort of got out of his business, and, and I was the last one. I was really, really burning the candle. Like I, The other business I've got is it, it's fairly successful business. Um, What's but, that doing? Uh, cocaine. It's cocaine. There's a theme going on here. <laughs> Import, export. Uh, no, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's in, it's in a, it's, it's hot water business, and it's energy, and I don't want to say too much, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's it's because they're, they're, they're full of cocaine. The <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but um. Anyway, then I got to a point. I was just like, you know, I was really, really burning the candle at both ends, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I had a chat to my business partner. I got out, but again, linked back to your to your question is the answer is yes. People aren't are probably miserable, and I would I would just. In, I would well, give them the. I wouldn't say the miserable, end. Carl. I would say no, they're no. just content with what they've got. Well, like, kind of you know, right. it depends on what makes. If, if if going to work and providing for your family is what keeps you happy, well, then do that. That's success. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, success is what makes you happy. No, of course, you know. But if you if they if they're looking for something, if they're working at the job and they're like, shit, I hate my boss. Yeah, there are a lot of people like I hate their boss. Would they would they come into work if they had the choice? What percentage of people do you think would go into work yeah. for the job that they're working if they had the choice? But if you, but if you were gonna, if you boys were gonna say right, there, there has, there has to be a way that, that the majority of people can free themselves from that. There has to be the way. Well, no, there isn't. Well, I, I think, I'll explain to you why. No, I don't, I don't even be cynical about this. Okay, most people think and believe they want a certain, they want to do certain things, but really deep down, aren't prepared to do the amount of work required to get there. Well, that, that, yeah, that's the yeah, that's that, the answer. Yeah, that's true. That, that that's is, the that, answer. That, what he just so, said. That's yeah. the way out. Yeah. The, I don't the believe that is, there isn't a way out. I believe that there is. But the, you have to. You have to put. That, you have to step. I, I was trying. That, that's what I'm getting to. Is the mm. fact of like what Andrew just said. There is 100 percent true. It's like there is a way out for everyone listening to this who's not happy in their job role. There is. If you're not happy in your company, there's a way out too. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing to do what. What the boys have said in order to execute the plan. 100%. You can't. You, how many years was it before you started to monetize Sushi Mango? Jeez, um, we're talking about any significant kind of money. Or <laughs> dribs and drabs were coming in. Oh, like within a year or well, two. Well, 2017, we did the first show. Yeah, I mean, but that's so that still, was a was bit it? of money that came in. And, and, then, and you launched it in 2015, right? 15, we started sort of moving. And in 2017, we got a little bit of money. 2018, we were getting little bits of... of um, 2019 was proper. 2018 was, was like, we were getting little ads and this, so, that, and so, another so, movie. So essentially, like, the, thir- the, 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 the <clears> tail end of the third and start of the fourth year is when you could probably step out of your job role. And, yeah. and well, 2017, you, I got out. I could have stepped out, but I had a different situation. Like, I had a different... Oh, it's not like I could say, all right, man, see you later, I'm out. Like, I had an obligation and I, I, I had a, you know, an agreement. You know, I was a business partner. I couldn't just say, oh, mate, see you. 
you know, I have I had commitments. So we're actually very lucky that his business partner was a very understanding understanding guy. Yeah, absolute legend of a guy. Yeah, you know? like really lucky because he had yeah, sometimes you know, especially on a tour, you know, yeah, yeah. he'd have to be pulled out of of work for for for. You know, yeah. two two months, three months, but you know, go in for two days, and then we're on the road. Yeah, you know? those, those first couple of tours were tough. <clears throat> we used to go out, and well, everyone was the same boat. We used to go out, and do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, first flight back on Monday, straight back to work, jump in the truck, and so, off you go. So, and so and you're what, doing two jobs, a stage on the weekend, and then you go back to your normal job. So, so what made you think of going on the tours then? After after you found some se- success on social media. Uh, well, we always thought we wanted to do our own show, and then once and Nick Janopoulos, who uh, whoever's playing at home, uh, is done, done a movie called The Wog Boy, was in Acropolis now, was a very successful um, comedian or ethnic comedian here in Australia. He's the one that ter- turned the word wog, because the word wog here in Australia is is referred referred to ethnics. Yeah. It's well, not the same. They're as Greeks as and Italians, yeah, right? Yeah, you know yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, wog over in the UK is completely. You can't really say that. it's completely different. You know? So it's completely different. So, and what what Nick did back in the day was they him and a couple other people they did a a stage show, and instead of people calling you a wog back, you know, in the seventies. And it was like, you know, you wog. Where then he now we people were then sort of turned it around and sort of we call ourselves wogs. It's kinda of like the N word. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. so it's like we're gonna take it back and we're gonna take ownership of it and mm. you can't you know, t- kinda of disarm them in that way. But he was a success successful. So he was successful and he yeah. approached us to do a show. Yeah. So we did so we did Oh so he had seen your content. He'd seen yeah. our content mm-hmm. and approached us and, and basically I caught up with a had a coffee with him. And I thought this coffee was just going to be, we're going to have a coffee and we're going to do a video together, you know. Instead, he asked us, asked us to be in a stage show with him. So we'd never been on stage before. I mean, I, I'd, been, I'd done stage because I'd sang in a band for a million years, but I never did comedy on stage before, you know. And, that's a, that's a and the guys were, had, ne- had never had any... Like uh, any uh, on stage at all, and we our first show was to eight hundred and fifty people, you know, sold out at at the um, Athenaeum Theatre, and we sold out nearly all the shows we did, um, and we were, you know, we were we were, we're green man, like you know, we were just wet behind the ears, got thrown in, had had two a month maybe worth of rehearsals, and then just just used the talent and the the um ability that that the guys had and so I, I always had a lot of respect for these two because I, like I said I had not that I was experienced but I'd been I'd my, my I'd been rehearsing for it for 15 years singing in a wedding and singing in front of people and being in front of people these guys had it man they went in front of 850 people and smashed it you know, we did a two-hour show, bang. You know? It's weird, though. It was kind of like one of those things that I felt like I belong on there. It's like that's another... Was so another- you had to step into it as soon as you felt, felt that energy. Obviously, yeah. when, you get, when you get on stage and you feel like you belong there, you, you just find your rhythm, don't you? It's just... It's a, it's a weird place for me. Like, every time I go out there, it's like... Uh, and I could, say, I could probably talk the same about the boys as well. It's like... Um, I don't know. It's like I've, I've got this ownership over the stage and I can... Presence. Everyone's everyone everyone's looking at me, and I got I can 
control your emotions with what I'm about to do and I've got I get a sense of real power man over it like it's it's like <laughs> shit I can I can turn I can make you laugh watch watch this but what, what I'm going to say is about to make you laugh and it makes me feel really really I feel like I belong there Ever since I was a kid, I used to love doing the talk. You remember when you used to go grade two and you had to do a talk? Yeah. I used to nail them. I used to, like, I was just, I used to get up there and I'd be, and they got, you know, I'd get 10 out of 10 all the time. Was, any stage I went on, I was always, if there was people watching me, I was, there's no problem. I had, I had a real, I was real comfortable with it. It's pre, the pre-stage thing is a little bit like, mm, but when you get on there, it's just like, let's do it. You know, yeah. no. kind of lock strange, in. Yeah. Not for me. Is it same? Was it the same for you? No, not the first time. Not for the first, not for a long time. We did about seventy shows, seventy seven odd shows, where I still wasn't quite comfortable with being on stage. But seventy seven shows and you weren't. Yeah, comfortable. we did two seasons with Nick, and it was only towards the end of the last season where I started getting comfortable up there. It's just the. It's just. It's a. It's a sink or or swim situation. You're up there. You got to do your job. You can't let your your, your your the other members up there down. So you get through the job. Yeah, but for me it was more like go on autopilot. No one was in the room, just these guys. Wouldn't see no one. I'd just pick a spot out in the crowd and I'd look at that the whole time. You know, mm. it took a long time to feel comfortable. In 2019, that's when I found my stride. Where it was just us and we're doing. We we wrote the show, we created the show. It was, it was the most nervous going out for the first time because the first time it was our show and we couldn't say ah, it was someone else did. This was all on us, mm. and that was that was nerve wracking. But the moment we stepped out and we all kind of really clicked on that in that 2019 yeah. show, yeah. and then it was like, I could do this anywhere now. You know, it's, it, it took a bit longer, for, <laughs> a bit longer for me than the others. And how do you boys go about obviously controlling your like obviously your IP and all that stuff that you create? Obviously, when you create a show and you're going under someone else's banner, do they have ownership of that show, or do you have full rights to the show, and then you can do all that? Or how does it work with all that stuff? Well, yeah, with with the two seasons we did with Nick, we did uh, Wogs at Work. Uh, and then the following year, we did Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> he owns that. Yeah, you know, yeah. but in the first show, we didn't write, we, we didn't write anything. He just Nick wrote the show, but used like catchphrases of ours that we'd used in our videos and stuff like that. So yeah, he 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 owns it. But uh, in the second show, uh, he said, "Listen, I want you guys to write your own stuff," and we're like, "Beautiful! This is our chance to really test." what we wanted to, wanted to do, <clears throat> and we wrote our own stuff. And he said, basically, you know, it's, that's, that's whatever you write is yours. You know, yeah. you write it, it's yours. Has, so we had an agreement there. Third show is we did, we did on our own, which was Fifty Shades of Ethnic, uh, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 2019. Uh, we obviously wrote that, put it all together, and... Uh, and that was a big stepping point for us, you know. Look, you didn't get like, sued by Fifty Shades then. No, no. no. <laughs> I hope they don't see this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that was that was a big stepping stone for us. And uh, it's always it's always we're the most nervous. I can speak for all of us before we go into that first show. Before you know, because it's all new material. It's new material. We don't we don't typically like stand ups will go out and test their material in small spaces. Yep. We typically don't do that. Well, we can't. We can't. We can't because our sh- it's like so our shows. Are, so you a, couldn't go to a stand-up comedy club and just have a little bit of there's a. There's too many props. There's too many. It's uh, it's props. a produ- it's like a pro- it's different. It's a production. It's, it's like a, uh, it's like a play. Could, a, you, mm. could you test it in front of like get all your families in? That's pretty. Yeah, much but that's that, anyway. that, 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 tell you shit. They tell you. <laughs> the rule number one: don't ever. You never perform to family, man. Perform to family and friends. <laughs> it, they'll give you the worst feedback ever. Mm. 
Because yeah. they, they either will tell you you're good when you shit, or they'll tell you you shit when you're good. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, you can't, can't get an honest. Yeah, you, need, uh, you, need, you need the honest crowd to get the honest opinion. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But but you boys obviously got some. Oh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing now? You got the wines. You got you got so many different streams of revenue now coming in with this this whole sushi mango brand. It's like quite powerful. I mean. How long ago did you release this? A few weeks ago, didn't you? Yep. Three. Yeah. Three? No, four. So, so how did you, you get pulled into wine? Well, so we, the, the, our lead characters are Johnny, Vince and Sam, right? Which is the three ethnic dads. And they're, they're, the, kind of, they're the guys that really changed our lives completely. So when we, when we made these characters and we made a, um, a video called uh, Shit Ethnic Dads Say... And we dressed up as these characters. It just went bonkers, you know, like 10 plus million. It's probably had maybe 40 million views across all platforms. It's, it's ridiculous. And they, they sort of created a life for us, you know, and they're always the lead characters. So we always had this idea of creating a sub-brand called Johnny Vincent Sam's and that brand would then have, you know, like wine and coffee and salami and cheeses and restaurants and just be... Everything that we that, that that our brand represents, yeah, you, growing up, yeah. yeah it, it, when people think about sushi mango, they think about coffee, pizza, pasta, salami, wine. They think about all the things that they had growing up. So now you're building a suite of like products to put at the back end of the back yeah. end of it. Yeah, so yeah. that was the idea. Like, um, was the idea was to to make something that we could be proud of, and you know, to create products that stand up against any other product. But people. When we did the wine, someone approached us about it. And we're like, look, we've got this idea about Johnny Vincent Sam's. And he's like, Jesus, you guys, this is amazing. And we, we just gelled. Uh, and he said, I can get you guys into BWS and Dan Murphy's. And we're like, this is, that's where we want to be. We, want, we don't want to just sell it on our website. We want to go grand and big type of thing. So it all, it all fell into place. Um, and, yeah, it's just one of those things that sort of felt right and, Felt good, and people when when they see the wine, some people are like, oh, they're, th- they're thinking it's going to be like vinegar, mm-hmm. vinegar. It's going to be like two buck chuck in a bottle, and you're just capitalising. But man, we we went through a grueling process, twelve month process to get the wine perfect because we we're really meticulous. The bottle, the bottle, the branding, <laughs> what's in the bottle, the price of it, right up until a week before we changed the, the bottle to green glass. Yep. Yeah. It was, like it was supposed to be a white, supposed to be clear. I mean, we were really, really, really went, particular, and a lot of a lot of things. Um, and yeah, tastes good, cheap, uh, and and easy to drink. And those are three things we didn't want it pretentious. We wanted it, wanted to make it really good. And everyone who's had it loves it. So far, so good. So, the, the sushi. Sorry to cut you. Off. The sushi mango brand is. It's we represent. This sounds sounds corny, but authenticity. It's it's very important to us mm-hmm. that we represent the characters that we play authentically and and inoffensively, unoffensively, I should say, inoffensively or unoffensively. Which one? Uh, do you say I'd that? say unoffensively. Unoffensively, yeah. right? Yeah. And same. And anything we put our our name to has to also represent authenticity. So I think that's what Carla was 100%. saying. Because you, you model you modelled those those three ethnic dads on your dads, right? They're on dads, on uncles, uncles, yeah, all mixed into all mixed one bag in, yeah. and then and then strung into a character. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, look, yeah, yes, you're right, but sometimes it's over, you know, like like it's over they're, they're, they're hyper, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. hyper characters. Hyper you know characters. what I mean? So. It's funny when when uh, someone says, "Oh, my dad never did that." Like as if 
you know, like, you know, something stupid that one of our dads would have done. But no, it's, that's, that's just the hyper comedy of the character. But there are some things that these characters do that every ethnic dad has done. You know what I mean? Like, there, there <laughs> will be example. some, well, uh, Not only water in, dads. water in the concrete. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a kitchen in the garage, you know, where, so the mums would cook in the garage, so they would smell out the house. So, Leave um, leave uh, a little message when they've arrived to your house, like a little piece of trees or something like that, right? But but then you know we did a couple of videos where, they, where his dad burnt burnt one of the boys on the on the eye with a with a cafetiera, like a coffee maker. No ethnic dad ever did that, but it's funny. It's that's just funny. a hyper <laughs> extension of something. Well, it's just comedy. Comedy is about taking anything and pulling it apart and exaggerating or manipulating. Whatever. It's, it's mm. really blowing something out of proportion yeah. and then sticking it back together. That's yeah. all it's about. Comedians do anything to get... We, do, we will do anything to get a laugh. If punching you in the face right now made your audience <laughs> laugh, I'd probably do it. But, you know... <laughs> well, <I> would, <laughs> it would be funny, wouldn't well, it? Do you remember the first time you slapped him? I wouldn't do it. You look like a pretty solid guy. I wouldn't want to get a face. <laughs> do you remember the first time you slapped him on stage? <laughs> the first time you slapped him on stage, I got a huge laugh. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so he's never stopped slapping him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, right? There is a part in the last two shows that we've done. The colours had to slap me. One was in the face... <laughs> And then one was on my shoulder. Actually, we did that in the, in the third, the first one. First on the face, shoulder, then the face. And shoulder again. And it's funny, but, uh, but it hurts. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I said to him, if you've got to hit me, you've got to hit me. You've got to really hit me. Like, don't fake it. It's just, I'll, I'll just deal with the pain because the laugh that it gets yeah. Is the the rush of laugh you it, it it makes the pain go away a lot quicker. And and every and every night, if I got it in that sweet spot, you'd, you'd, you'd hear it louder than the slap. Mic. The yeah. louder the slap, the louder the laugh. Mm. You know? So we, we, we would do we would do anything for a laugh. But back to that the wine uh, and what Andrew was saying, authenticity is is plays a big part in what we do, and like it, like. That's why we put so much effort into the wine and we'll put so much effort into any product that we do because our our audience will you know, if we they're not stupid. The audience isn't stupid. Yeah, well yeah. we couldn't we couldn't do a, an eyelash brand with Johnny Vincent yeah, Sam. Like, you know, if Revlon came along and said, Hey, we want you guys to do something with a lipstick with these like you know, we couldn't do something that wasn't Yeah, but for ten million dollars I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take it. If I'll take watching, it. I'll do it. Revlon, we'll take, Revlon if give I'll us a promote call, tampons for ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? We we want some sort of synergy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's important. But do, but do you guys have an like? Have you set out an agreed path on kind of how you want how you want it to put in that suite of products? Yeah, ten million dollars. <laughs> no, but no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, on a sit on a serious note, yeah. Do you know Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. did, did you, was there a plan where the three of you got together and was like, you know, we want we want we want to do this this and this and this. We don't know we don't know what we don't know who we're going to collaborate with to do that. But that's that's Look, kind of what we want. I, I'm going to give the credit to that, to Carl, because I remember a conversation where you said. We should start something as Johnny Vincent Sam's. You come yeah. up with the idea of a sub brand called Johnny. We were relating to this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that was yeah. That I mean, was Carlos' thing, idea. But you saying, do we have a plan, a succession? Here's, here's the thing. So, so, here, so obviously, like, once Sushi, Sushi Mango started to get success, and you're obviously going on the tour and on the first tour, yeah. you must have had a point where you sit there and you think to yourself, do you know what? We're we're we're, we're creating something here. We're creating a brand, and you must have you must have sat down together and thought, right. 
this is where like the salami goes in. This is where. This is, oh, okay. Did, well, did, did, did you plan all that, or do you just do you just do it? Someone reaches out and she says, "Oh, I think you should do a salami," and you no. go, "Yeah, we'll do we'll do that because well, it feels." I can right. answer that. Okay, so there, this is the answer, Carlo. And we'll, we will. I'll never forget. We were driving to the airport. Okay, well, and this is this is um when we were doing Fifty Shades of Ethnic, and we were driving to the airport. <laughs> love to, that name. To, one <laughs> show, to, one, to 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 do a show. And he said, we can do arenas one day, right? And we, was, we both said, ah, oh, arenas, oh, man, it's a lot of people to get into one place. Um, and we did, right? So, and then not only did we, we, we've got, we hold the record now to, of, of Rod Laver Arena for most comedy shows ever played. There's like three of the same show. And I'm not saying this because, you know, to, this is part of, everyone, this is part of the story. I'm not a wanker. There's my camera. <laughs> okay? So, so to answer, like, the reason why I say this is to answer your question, we, we, we thought, hey, we could probably do some products here. Now, we didn't sit down and go, we can do salami, we can do this, that, the other. We sat together and we thought, let's not shoot ourselves in the foot or cut ourselves off at the knees. You know what I mean? Like, anything is possible now with this. So yeah. there's no longer, oh, we can't do this anymore. We can't do that. It's like, well, maybe we can do a wine one day. Yes, we can do a wine one day. Maybe we can do some pasta. Maybe we can do biscuits. Maybe we can do a sauce. Again, as long as it's, it's parallel to our universe, it can be done. Yeah. So from that day in the car where we, we, we and then after we achieve with, with the arenas and all that sort of stuff, it's like anything is possible now because there's no longer, oh, no, we can't do that. You know, because because as soon as you sort of say you can't do that, or you put, I feel, you got to have some sort of plan and some sort of steps. But if you put too much in cement, you're sometimes selling yourself short. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? You're going okay. Well, in by 2027, we're going to play at the um, um, at Madison Square Garden. Well, why can't we do it in 2025? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you, so your dreams then collectively are to play in America, to play in the UK, to do to do all the tops. Well, now, yeah, now it is. Like now after what we've achieved, and it's not saying, again, it's not, not, not pumping up our entire saying we've achieved this and we can do anything. We don't care. It's like we believe it. Yeah. You know, there's there's, nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying that though. I, th- I, I think th- it's I important the, to say that I you think can the power achieve. is for a lot of these guys listening is the fact of like once you show yourself you can do something that, that you probably thought was a long shot once you've mm. shown yourself one long shot you can show yourself yeah man the, I mean look at the f- come on man Aaron, this guy uh, said, uh, to, uh, said to me uh, seven, six, six or seven years ago uh, I remember you saying one day people are going to get we us we both said to it come, yeah and you sorry punch you straight in the mouth no, I remember coming from his mouth but yeah. you were with him alright they said one day we're going to go and do events and stuff and I said oh, fuck you talking about who's going to want it was four at the time who's going to want four stupid wogs coming in there fucking and, and within months we were doing gigs uh, and uh, he said you're going to eat your words for that and, I, and, I, and I, I did I had to and I've never never since that point never believed that we couldn't do anything yeah. you have to really if you're, if you're on your own or you're with a team everyone has to be on the same wavelength if someone said, are you going to play Madison Square Gardens one day? I know it might sound insane to you or to the listeners at home. It doesn't sound insane to me at all. But I believe that if that's what we all set our minds on, that's what we're going to do. It may be 10 years from now, 
maybe 15 years. Maybe We may be playing the characters that we play now without any makeup on. That's how long <laughs> it may take. But that, but that is a possibility now in my mind, in all our minds, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to believe. I, I think once you decide to go all in as well, I think that, that, that's when it all changes. Yeah. For, for Frankie, if you told me th- even three years ago, I'll be honest, that four years ago, that we were going to do arenas, I would have said you're fucking dreaming. You know, if we, you said that we would have been in Dan Murphy's with a bottle of wine, I would have said, nah, come on, we, we can't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you just, you, 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 I don't know if it's the way you're brought up or just the, the society or whatever it is that just sort of thinks, no, that's too big. Well, I think, I think you're instilled from your parents mm. some some limiting beliefs. Uh, 100%, yeah. And I think it's your it's your job when you when you get into your 20s to kind of address all your shadows that you have because uh-huh. like at the end of the day like the, on a serious note you boys have probably had to address a lot of shadows from an ethnic childhood Absolutely. You know, in, and to break to break through to be able to do what you do because a lot of ethnic kids from the ethnic kids that I know are like, they have to be a lawyer, they have to be a doctor, they have to be a dentist, they yeah. have to do something like that, or they have to have a business, or, you know, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of pressure on... on there's Go pressure. get a job, or, you know, you know, yeah. like, my mum, my, my right, she's the nicest lady ever, but my mum's not really a dreamer, like, she doesn't, she's not, my mum's not like... Um, she clips your wings kind of thing. No, she, my mum's like, no, you know, no, oh, no. come on. Oh, come on. You, you, won't, you don't need that. No, like, no, even no, now no. with the, the success, she's a bit like, she's almost, she's so proud, but she's almost a little bit, I'm like, son, like, it's people come up to her. She's it. a bit uncomfortable yeah. about it, you know, my mum, you know, she's a bit, my dad, on the other hand, was different. My dad was like, you know, if you, you how many arenas you done? We did three in a row. We should have did five. Should have done five. <laughs> I can tell you a story about the dad, though. Where that, that story is, is that in, when we did the Fifty Shades of Ethnic, we, I, I went to his house, and my dad's passed away now. And then so, he, and he said, I went and sat with him one day, and, I, and he was pretty sick. It was towards the end, and um, I said to him, "Oh, we've just sold, you know, eight, um, eight shows in Melbourne. You know, sold out eight shows in Melbourne." And and, and he's like, eight? Oh, it's all right. Because why don't you do more?" And I was like, what do you mean? We just did eight. Like, we've sold out eight shows. Like, we've never, but it's by ourselves. It's just us. We're just eight. Yeah, all right. Well, you could do more. He goes, yeah. He's like, well, okay. What about the other ones? Then? And we said, I went, all right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Papa, I said, all right. No worries. But I'll hang up. I'll leave. I get in the car. I call my brother. I go, no, fuck, man. I went top of Papa. Because we call him Dad Papa. Top of Papa. We did eight shows. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's all right. Well, you can do more. You know, and they go, fuck, man, no wonder we're so fucked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said to him, well, maybe, maybe we, should well, we should put more. Yeah. Them all. And we did, and, and we, we ended did. up doing like and 14 up- or 16, whatever it was, shows, you know, so he's right. So, so yeah. even at his end, like even towards he was in, he was still, still pushing, you in the right pushing way. us in the right way, but in the wog negative mentality. Yeah. but the- Positively negative. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's the way you pushed. The good thing about today, today's day and age is okay, what you said before about addressing your shadows. your shadows is so important. It's mm. about identifying it, what, you, what your limiting belief is. That's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff about the, out there. The good thing, there's a lot of material out there about manifestation and believing and thinking and feeling and all that kind of stuff. And I'm big on that stuff, like that, that whole zoning in and thinking and feeling it, ma- manifesting. There's a lot of stuff that can actually help people out there with limiting beliefs and with, with um, you know, like like you said, if you've got parents that just think, oh, no, you just go and work at the bank 
And that's what, that's what we are. We're bank workers, you know. And that gets in your head yeah. from at the ages of zero to six are, your most, are the ages where your mind's most affected. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that can be pretty, pretty daunting to get out of that. But and anything, yeah. anything before eight years old is, is, is something that you're going you're gonna to subconsciously in your mind have there stored unless you break that pattern. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, if you're, so if you're conditioned in a certain way or have to have certain habits, that's why um, you see kids that are just, you know, fed loads of food and have an unhealthy lifestyle go on to be fat adults, don't they? Because not because they want to be fat, it's just because that's how they've been conditioned. That's what it is, mm. yeah. If you get conditioned that way, you're fucked. And, and, and back again to the, what you said about um, ki- people being miserable. I don't want to say that there are, I want to be as helpful as I can without being a wanker about it. But, you know, if you want to do something, and then, then you've got to really work on your mind. You've got to really work on fixing should, the should, limiting beliefs. Get your biggest you, asset, isn't it? Hey, mm. your biggest asset in life is your mindset, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Because and when you, yeah. if you can, you will only grow to as big as your mind allows. Yep, exactly right. And even Correct. if going back to what you're saying, breaking those limitations, it's not a question of just saying I'm going to work on it and then I'm going to break it and it's never going to be there again. It's always there. You got to continue. It's like anything. You go to the gym every day. You got to continue the, these these thoughts in your mind every day that. You got to identify that if I'm falling back into that sort of pattern of behaviour, you got to identify. Go right. I'm going back there again. Right. Where I got to go back to the beginning, you know, and and address those issues. And you got you got It takes a lot of work to break any habit, but even once you've broken it, the habit's still it's lurking. It's just here. It's like smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you give up smoking. I haven't smoked for 13 years. Now and again, for no apparent reason, I get a craving for a cigarette and a really heavy craving. I'm like, what the? F- why? I don't know. So I might have seen someone else smoke and all of a sudden I want to smoke. And I've got to go back to the base. I'm going to get it out of here. You don't want to smoke. You don't want to smoke. Well, get through that half an hour and then it's gone for another three months, you know? But, but other than cocaine, what are the biggest <laughs> habits you three have broken? The biggest habits? Yeah, the biggest habits, yeah. yeah. That, well, that, 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 was a hap- that was my biggest habit. Just, just, just. Because I, limi- I, I had limiting lim- beliefs and, and I didn't know how to crack through to money. I didn't know how to crack through to being a business owner or, be, or being a successful comedian. I didn't, I had to, yeah, that was... So what was it about the psychology of money that you struggled with? Well, that's a, that's a good... Well, how to get it. So was there lack of money then in your childhood? Not lack of money. We were, we were sort of middle class, mm. you know. We were sort of middle, middle class. It's not like that we didn't... But I, I think on one end I had... My one person who was really proud and really, um, you know, a striver, and then on the other end I had uh, mum and dad. She was a bit more of a nester, and she was a bit more no, just shh, settle, settle, you know, settle down. I think it crept in my head, and I identified that I need to create my own mental space. I need to be my own person. I need to be in charge of my own thoughts. And I need to break. I'm not. I, I'm not. Um, what do you call it? I'm not uh, identified by. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't I, identify. I don't, I don't identify as middle class. So I won't take on your beliefs. Yeah, I need to. I need to realize as hard as it was. I was like, okay, well, I need. I need to crack through. I need to really work on my mind. And and a lot of it wasn't was about in the end of the saying not how I'm going to get the money. I already got the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. already there. Yeah. And I believe I can feel it. It's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. And that's the hardest part about, I think, like if people are stuck in a rut and they're stuck in a job that they don't like 
It's like, how am I going to get there? Because how am I going to get? And and that creates negativity in their heads. Like, fuck, I can't get there, man. I'm stuck in this job, and I just can't. If you just think I'm going to get there, and you do something, one or two things every day, continually, mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm there. I've got it. It's there. It's already there. You keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You know what? You're going to end up in that place, and then you go, and then you look back and go, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. And That's th- the hardest part. I think as well, like from what you guys have been saying throughout this podcast, is it's just dawned on me. It's all psychology with you guys, because it's like you every every in every year that you go from from this year on, you've got to smash through a glass ceiling in order to get to a level that you could perhaps never imagine before. Oh yeah, there's that, and there's an expect there's an expectation also that whatever you do next is better than what you did previously. So that puts pressure on all of us to perform. So every day. So every the next venture is like okay we've got to be better because they des- the the fans expect more and we they deserve more so we've got to produce better material we've got to go a little bit further we've got to go onwards and upwards with everything we do but um, yeah it's 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 a funny one it's um you're right I think yeah you're right it's consistently breaking through that next barrier of belief and and smashing through you know through that window and climbing and. It is. And breaking through another another layer of mental belief and belief in yourself, and I tell anyone, I tell anyone who asks me, "How the hell do you do it?" I say, "Well, if I can do it, anyone can do it." Because I was a truck driver. I drove truck. I mean, I mean a glorified truck driver. I had my own business, but essentially, I was just a truck driver and a very uh, introverted person. Didn't like. Don't like. Never liked being in front of crowds. Never like. Never thought about being a comedian. Never thought about being famous. Being, Having some sort of fame, but it's the mentality. Yeah. Once you break through that, it's like, well, I always thought that I belonged in that. In that, that was my that was my area. This is what I'm really good at. So I never even contemplated what else I could be good at. That's what I did. This is my business. I'm a scrap metal merchant. That's all. I never even <laughs> contemplated being anything else. And then these guys came along and, they and made me up. believe that there was something else. And then I started believing there was something else. Mm. And then it all happened. It's all about yeah. believing. It's real cliche believe. stuff. I think. But I think it's true. It's like a lot of people say it, but I think it's so true, man. You, you just. You I, just I, I think believe. it's important to stay grounded too. You know, like mm. uh, you know, we're saying here before about we've done this, we've done that, we do this. It's like um, they 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 the little wins that you have to celebrate. You know, I was talking to this guy in the gym the other day. And cause as you can tell, I go to the gym a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, there's, all, there's also a food bar in the gym. Yeah, there is. There's, there's, a, he, there's a really good there's cafe a, there's at the gym. There's a donut wall. There's a donut wall in his gym, you know what I mean? He got <laughs> here. He said to me, Frankie, you got any of them almond croissants that you give all the guests? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you covered. And I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. And then cut to me smashing one. But anyway, he, he was telling me, he just won the Australian... Um, division of bodybuilding in his class. He won the whole thing, like smashed it. Yeah. And he, I go, you must be wrapped, you know, did you win? And he said, no, nah. I said, oh, well, I didn't like the way I looked. He did, he won it. He won the whole thing. Like he's the, the best, the be- the biggest. And I'm like, man, that, you got to celebrate your win. That's, that's, that's probably body dysmorphia. That, that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's like, but he bit. won it, but he's like, oh, this could have been better. That could have been better. I, go, I understand you want to get better, which is the same as us. I still think, yeah. That we have got a lot more to do. Yeah, I still say I still don't think we are famous. No. Like I still don't think that we are celebrity. I still don't think that 
you know, no matter how many people come up to you and stop you in the street and say how amazing you are, I still think, yeah, we do a good job, but I still think we've got a lot more to do. But we have to celebrate our little wins. Yeah. Which are really important, you know. So, again, it's that belief. I still have that little bit of my, my dad in me. I was saying, well, why can't you do two more? Or why can't you do this? Or why can't you do that? Or why can't you do a movie? Or why can't you do Madison Square Garden? Or why can't you do that? But I also celebrate what we've done. And it's very important to do that because people don't do that. A lot, I, I hear so many times, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of comedians or so on. And you know, someone asked uh, this comedian, Sebastian Miniscalco, oh, how was it when you'd sold out f- for Madison Square Garden? So he sold out four Madison Square Gardens. And and I asked him and they yeah, asked him got me going there, and, 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 they, and they asked him um, how was it? Why'd you think, why'd you get Russian? And he said, I wish like so he sold out four like four. It's just like twenty oh, thousand yeah. people. Yeah, I heard this. Four shows four shows he sold out. I think I don't know if it's been done before in a comedian or maybe Dice Clay did it many years no, ago. No, no, Dice did two. Did two. Yeah. And I said, how do you think? He goes, oh man, that weekend I, I had so much going on in my head. I wish I, I enjoyed it. Like I wish I stopped and reflected on it. And that, that, that part in his life is gone. Now. Yeah. He can said. never get it back. He might be able to do more shows there, but the, for the first time doing it, he can never get that back. Mm. You know, so I made sure that when we did our shows, that I'd even say to the guy, "Come on, just enjoy this. Take suck it all in." Because there was shit going on before that first show. There was no. That's what I told him, man. You know, there was no the the the, the stuff yeah. wasn't ready. Our, our costume was all over the place, so we had to just okay, we had to go. Let's do it ourselves. Come on, work, 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 work. It's very easy to get lost in it. I was like, just just enjoy this. Like enjoy this moment. Enjoy what yeah. we're doing, because. You can. We might be able to do it again in the future, but this is the first time we've ever done it. Yeah, and you yeah. never get that. You never get that. Back. Never get that first you time back. back. No, no. Just, and it's what? over so quick. It's over so, so quickly. So quick, Two hour show. It feels like twenty minutes for us. You up just there. want to stay so there. So I just want to stay up there on stage forever, man. Because they, you know, people laughing and that. There's nothing better than when people laugh at you. Know when you're laughing, you hit a joke. And the room laughs at you. Yeah, that feeling—it's a good feeling, yeah, man. It's, it's, it just lights you up, doesn't it? It lights you up, man. And you, you want to stay there forever. And it literally, you blink, and it's like goodbye, guys. Thanks, thanks. We love you but, all. And you're off. You're off the stage. But this is why gratitude's so important. Because mm. if you don't come back to gratitude and, and be grateful for what you have in this moment, and kind of like see see your life what it is. I mean, if you're living in Australia right now, you've probably got it pretty good. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to, be, to be honest, in terms yeah. of in terms absolutely. Of work, yeah. Even you know, through like, uh, I mean. The whole, actually, well, yes and no, but the whole pandemic thing, like there's countries out there that, you know, didn't have JobKeeper and, and all that kind of stuff. We got we got that. We got locked down severely, which turned You boys pe- did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got locked down severely, which turned people crazy. Your and, videos through that were brilliant. Yeah. They yeah, were brilliant. It did provide a lot of content oh, <laughs> content for us, you know. You, you, you two both went ham on that, and yeah. I saw you do some on that as well. Yeah. People, people would come up still today and come up to me and say, thank you for getting me out of lockdown, or getting me through lockdown. And I say, thank you 
for for getting me through lockdown. Yeah, it's because, crazy, Because man. it's, if I wasn't, or if we weren't doing these videos, we'd have nothing to do. Yeah. So we were doing the videos, they were enjoying them, but then the while for them enjoying them, we're like, okay, let's do another one. It's really, you know? it's really crazy. And they gave you so Two-way much street. They gave you so much They content. gave us so Every much day. content. Oh, it, was so, <laughs> it was so stupid. There was so much was stupid like, stuff <laughs> floating around. Because you know? Melbourne was the lot, most lockdown city in the world. Yeah. In the world. In the, in the whole world. 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 We, we got the, ch- like, I remember the day we did it, I, I did a celebration video. I had a, <laughs> I had a, a wine in my hand. I was like, so I'm celebrating. There's 258 days in lockdown. And uh, like every day was something new. It was like, you're giving you're, you're giving us this material on a platter. <laughs> what was the growth like? Because obviously you weren't you weren't doing anything else other than making content, were you? Yeah, it went. Yeah, it went. Was it? Yeah. Well, the growth was good in that time. I mean, but but it's sort of, I think this is my opinion. I don't know if it's the boys' opinion, but it 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 structured it moved us from these guys that just dress up. Oh no, actually they're actually funny outside of the yeah, costume. Yeah, Yeah. Because cause, cause obviously, I, I, I don't know when we started speaking, Joe, but it was, yeah. it was, it was toward, probably around the start of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Because you, uh, you did something ab- about the different... I think it was uh, the mask on, mask, mask off. off. Mask on, mask off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that, and then that's when I... And came, then yeah, you yeah, slid in my, into my DMs. I did. Yeah, I did. Nice. I said, hey, <laughs> hey, big sexy. Hey, big sexy. <laughs> and I said, do you want a donut? <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you want a ball donut? <laughs> at, the, at the gym? <laughs> But no, I'll slide in. Yeah, that was that was. I think it was around that time. If you want a bald donut? What <laughs> 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 the fuck's that mean, man? Shut a bald donut. That's that's what the fuck. Sushi mango. We're still trying to work it out. Look, that's my new stage name, bald donut. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it. Isn't I? There I just found go. it. It's a Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was around that, that time. So it's sort of switched. It's brought a new audience, but then it's now. Like uh, a broad audience, a broader, a broader audience, uh, and now they all they love the costume stuff. It's well, like, that's why I think they like introduced them to the costume yeah. stuff. It's like I think they get to their phone and they go, oh, oh, oh they do, they do, oh, they do this, this oh, they do this wog stuff as well, yeah. like or this this yeah. costume stuff as well. Because there is two sides of it. There is two sides. Of it. I mean, most yeah. of my mates see. I, I started sharing Joe's content first, then I came across obviously Carla's content. And then obviously I saw saw you in it, but I didn't realize how you were in it at the time mm-hmm. because it, I just caught, I just yeah. thought, I, I just didn't put it all together. But it was, I was my mates in England like you for your 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 own selves. Yeah, Not, yeah. They, they don't know you as the ethnic. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah, like yeah. you're known more in England for the, for you just yourself. Yeah, just, sure. Just for Joe. Yeah. Just for Carlo. Do you know what I mean? Just for Andrew. Mm-hmm. He's not not really known on the on on that side of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's really. that's been the interesting part, you know, because a lot of people in the in the this year. This year we've been... A lot of people think we're the same person. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I don't know how They'll come up to me and they'll come up to me and they'll say like, uh, um, oh, you know, the, the video that you did with, with the... Or they'll the, come up to me and they go, fuck! Like, well, he's also, I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not <laughs> <laughs> a, or they'll go up to him or they'll, they'll send... They'll One. tag me in... Pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, dude, that's me, man. You're, One day. Oh, you're, following, recently, the, you're following the wrong guy. He's supposed to be following me. Recently, he did a, an MC gig and he took a photo with a guy and the guy said to him. And the guy tagged me <laughs> in there. Oh, <laughs> Not even him. Well, said it, it to was, him. It was, it was, it was, he was it, talking was to the guy pit- for two hours as well. And the guy- was, that, was that the Sam Bashiri? 
Nah, right. nah, nah, nah. There's another one. Because here's the thing, right? I was speaking to Sam Bashiri, and obviously he's been on this podcast before, and I was telling him I was coming to Melbourne and, and speaking to you guys. Yeah. And he told me that you all went to school together. Me and Sam did, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. went. We were in the same year level. Which, which, which got uh, an, an edge. Well, Sam Salesian. Edit this out. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yes, he was in our year level. Same, same year. I don't remember anyone from that school, man, besides you. Yeah, you left, didn't you? I left in year 11. Oh, I you did, you did leave in year 11. That's yeah. right. Oh, the end of year 11, yeah. yeah. But it makes you think, doesn't it, whether, whether success comes down. Was there a lot of success in your age group at school then? Like in terms of like, not obviously success on all levels of success, like business question. business owners. Was it, is, is, there, is there a commonality there? Uh, look, I, I don't know, actually. I mean... Well, do you reckon? Do you reckon? Because you don't, because you don't really see many people from. You see a group of people. No, but we're clearly the most successful people. No, <laughs> <at your level. laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just mad to me that I, I messaged Sam saying I'm coming down to Melbourne, and he's like, and he's like, oh, who you got on? I said, Sushi Manga Boys. He says, tell the boys I love them because mm. we went to school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Sam's been great. He says, great I know, he says, I know all those boys. He's I've been a great supporter of kids. Yeah, yeah. he's just you Well, Sam's story, his story is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, refugee, refugee, and being in there. Two, two years, years and now he's got yeah. like 37 Ferraris and stuff yeah, he's, 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 he's smashed life he's humble yeah he's, he's just, a good he's just dude a, great great, great dude, dude. but nice do you guy. reckon that the kids nowadays are more entrepreneurial than our you know because we're, 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 we're 40 I think I think it's gone two ways right Carlo yeah. I think I think the truth is that we've got the wizardry kids that are really good at uh, video editing, really good at e-commerce, and we've got, we've got those come through on the one side. And then on the other side of the coin, we've got some really disconnected from from how life really is kind of humans. So it's, it's kind of gone 50-50 from what I see. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of kids these days that are really good with tech and taking advantage of the online world and cryptocurrency and... And even though it's shat, shat itself now, but like, um, there's a lot more avenues t- t- to make money from a, a, a computer these days, and some kids are cashing in. Yeah, they really are. I think a bit like I was saying before. There's there's that side. I think there's like a the fit. There's there's a fifty percent that are interested in that and that, and that are cashing in, and then there's the other side that. That succumb to being becoming a user of the social media platform. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm. So I know I know this kid called Lester Javaloni, uh, yeah, yeah, who's been on this podcast. What's his name? Lester Javaloni. 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 Did you say Javaloni? <laughs> I thought you said Javaloni. <laughs> Lester. So I don't want to laugh at his name. Lester Javaloni. I thought it was Javaloni. <laughs> Javaloni. But he, what, he, what does he do? He do, he he does uh, e-commerce. Does like builds dropshipping stores, stuff like that. Yeah. And Imagine if his name was Jesto Javeloni because you got Jesto with those things and javelin. He'll do three or four hundred k a month, boys. Oh, there you go. Like he's been doing that since he's like eighteen, nineteen. Good like on you. And now. doing what? Just doing like e-commerce dropshipping. It's amazing. Dropshipping. There's is it amazing? See what I mean? Like, like there's so many. There's look. The, what, there's there's opportunities for young people to make money in non-traditional ways. Yeah. And you, you know, and yeah, you know, I believe in what you're saying, and it's, it is about. It probably is more than fifty-fifty. It's probably. 70 or 80, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably even less. A lot of people succumb to the, oh, look, fancy cars and, and nice dress and everything. Your life's always perfect oh, a lot of that and through days. the social media aspect. And then there's a portion of, of kids who have grown, who are using, <coughs> using social media platforms and IT technology to make money. And these lot over here are trying to pretend as if they have money 
or yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that or whatever. There's a lot of that. These, um, these the kids feeling the pressure to flex and you know like to to show their car. And or isn't it the, they do the they do the, renting they do a, renting a chain? And they do the thing with the gold, the, the coin, and they they, they 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 test it, see if the diamonds are real. Yeah, so, it's so it's, it's, yes, uh, there's a lot yes. of that stuff going on. Now. I feel, I mean. Well, in the states, anyway. I, 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 know, I, I feel yeah. sorry for like them. Like they're just trying to keep. It's almost like keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. It's trying a, to, yeah, you know, <laughs> they're, they're probably putting shit on their credit cards. And so, what would your you advice know? be then to the to these youngsters out there that are trying to fucking send it? It's it's cool uh, not to. Yeah, mm. it's cool to not. I mean, if you want to flash, flash, I'm not really personally. I'm not one to, you know, f- flash a nice car. I mean, it's it's. it's it's nice. I just think it's something cool in just having it and not flashing it. Like, there's something nice in that. Like, I, I look at the the, the people. With the I, th- I think if you're buying it for yourself, boys, I think you can. You, you don't need to. It's not a case of it doesn't have to be a showy thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's an internal yeah. thing, isn't it? No, like exactly if you, right. If you buy, buy it. If you buy yourself a nice watch and it's for you and it's for the right reason. And it sits well with Yeah, you. that's cool, man. Yeah. That's, that's that, that, fine, that, that's man. Cool, there's there's nothing it? wrong with it's that. 100%. But not for someone else. You're not but buying it. But if it's for it. the gram. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you spend a hundred grand that, and you earn yeah, you spend a hundred grand and you earn like one hundred and fifty a year on a watch, and it's just to get that for the, for the Instagram. No, I, I, no I, sense, I'd yeah. tell the young people like, invest your fucking money in something that's going to there's something that that uh, cocaine is going to appreciate <laughs> in cocaine on the weekends, but every other day. No, I'm fucking around. I, no, invest your money. I, hear I hear there's a lot of money in it. <laughs> invest your money in stuff that's going to appreciate. So if you wanted to buy a Rolex for argument's sake, okay, I don't advise everyone go out and buy a Rolex, but that will appreciate, okay, over t- in time. Okay? If you buy it retail, that's right. And also, if you buy, go buy buy bricks and mortar, buy buy something that's going to give you a return. Spending it on on brand labels that are. Depreciating assets. I sound like I, I know what I'm talking about. But Look, depreciating assets. Don't put your money in we, stuff. We do. Stuff that we, we buy little things, gifts ourselves. Not not probably me more. <laughs> that, but like you said before, I I did it as a um, uh, uh, what's it called? A dangling a, 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 a reward. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. it. But you can do that if you if you set yourself goals and say, right, I'm going to achieve this, and then when I achieve this, I might go yeah. out and do that. That's fine. Oh, do thank you. Know? I'm not saying don't buy this stuff. If you want to buy something nice, buy it. But I think the, but yeah, dangle. live within live within, live your, within means. your means. I'm talking about the the poor kids. That, well, well, it's a choice anyway. The kids that try to keep up with the Joneses, like, oh shit. I need to get the rollers. I need a flex with an Instagram post when they when they can't afford it. Well, we we, we, we all hit different levels at different times. I yeah. know I know twenty five rolls that have smashed it and twenty thirty million online. Mm. And I'm and I'm and it, it, not not him specifically, but okay. other other people out there that have done that, and they're like twenty five. But that doesn't mean that your money doesn't come along the track because you're thirty two. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. does it? it, it, it People get it all twisted, don't they? They start looking. Oh. They start looking over here rather than looking inside. Yeah. Here. Well, look. I mean, we're we're in our forties. I mean, yeah. you do twenty five odd years of working, and then find, and then you, and then you found and it, then yeah. find this. So I mean, you, if, you know what's it, hard? It, it comes at different times for different people. You know, don't be someone that's earned that sort of money at twenty five years old is a pretty switched on guy, right? So they people like that might be hard to give advice to. Because they think that they've 
Got it. I'm not giving advice to them. I'm giving advice to the kid who's trying again, trying to keep up with the job. No, but what I'm saying is, is that that guy with the 25 million dollars, uh, sorry, 30 million dollars at 25 years of age, should be getting advice because he, imagine you at 25, he 25 years old. Yeah, give me his number. I work for him. <laughs> no, no, but imagine some, you at 25 some, years old. Uh, having $30 million. Mate, the th- what, what are you thinking of at 25 years old? Girls going out. Cocaine. Well, probably, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, but that's, so that, that, that's, that, that can get, you can get lured. Oh, it'd be hard, man. Hard it'd be hard what? for the kid. You're not talking about those people. You're talking about that kid who's not in his mind. The $25 million, $30 million kid? Go and buy a watch because he can earn it. He can, he can live within his means. I, th- I so, think I think there's a, there's another caveat to this, lads, where a lot of people don't see that when these when you 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 come up and you earn that kind of money before you're thirty, you perhaps there's some emotional emotional and mental maturity that you might be missing. Mm. Because I think you only get that in your thirties. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And and Definitely. and and, and when you, and, and when you and when you, it's, it wasn't until like. I started to get into like my, towards my mid thirties that you started to see that. Do you know what I'm saying? So How many times have you said, "Oh, if only I knew now what I knew when I was 20? What? Did I say that correctly? No, <laughs> no, you didn't. Take advice from him because got That's right. If only I knew now what I knew when I was 20. No, you no, said you said if only I knew now what I knew what I knew when I was 20. It's like you want to know what you're 20 now. Yeah. You want to you want, you want to know when you what what you know now when you were twenty. Anyway, if I anyone knew what I know now when I was twenty, when I was yeah. twenty, that's what it is. Carry on, Joe. We, what we, am we I straightened out for you. <laughs> what what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking subscriptions for how to get rich. <laughs> so a yeah, thousand bucks a person. <laughs> yeah. What I knew now when I was twenty. Yeah. But you know how many times have you said that though? Yeah. You know, mm. if only I knew now. If only I knew when I was 20, what I knew now. That's yeah, all I was trying to say. That's all I was trying to say. How many times have you heard someone say that? And it's true. Let's face it, man. If you're 25, listen, this might not be the right thing to say, but if you're 25 and you've got $30 million in the bank account, you can afford to blow $10 million because you've still got a lot of money and you're not, you haven't yeah. reached your 30s yet. And then you can work out what you want to do with the money when you're 30. I mean, there's, there's a lot of. It, it, we're, not talking, we're not talking about real money. I mean, $30 million is not real money to most people. It's the kind of money yeah. most people will never make. It's an unfathomable amount of money for people yeah. to think about. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's true. I, but I always think if you if you got $30 million, if I, like now, whatever I got now, I look at a house and I go, well, I want to spend this much money. But if I make more money, then I can go, oh, okay, now I can spend this much money. Yeah, yeah. And you then, just adjust then, your so spending. So when you're spending at $30 million, yeah. you're going to go, I want a house. Well, I'm going to go spend $15 million, you know, yeah. to, for yeah, that even, house. Even like, the round of drinks that you buy is bigger when yeah. you earn more money. Like, like you know, when, you, you know, when you're, you're 18, 19, and you go, and like, you're the first one up, and you go, oh, what's everyone having? Having a bourbon? All right, fuck it. <laughs> Fucking ten cunts here. I got to fucking one. But then, when, you got the, when you got when you got <laughs> when you when you when you got money, you're like, you guys want a bourbon? Well, you want a truck? You want a, you want two? You want a shot yeah, as well? Yeah. Okay, I'll get, we'll get a bottle. Two we'll get a bottle. Two bourbons <laughs> each and yeah. a shot. No, no, we'll get a booth. And we'll get a booth. We'll get a booth now. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just for three bourbons. You, you just and then you just adjust. You end up. You get more money. You end up spending yeah. more. Man. Yeah. That's, that 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 is that is the that is the cardinal sin though. Is is that life creep? 
you yeah. let your lifestyle creep up on on whatever you're earning. I think that's what's going on a lot in society right now. Mm. Is the fact that people are people. You know, let's face it. If someone's earning two three hundred k a year in a job, which some people are in this country, you know, even if they're earning like hundred k in England, hundred thousand pound. If you go and adjust your lifestyle to spend a hundred thousand pound, you kind of miss the whole point. Because Absolutely, yeah. there's always it's got to yeah. be a period of time where you still live the same lifestyle, even if you're making the extra money. Yes, so you accumulate enough money to then be able to spend it on things that yes aren't going to affect you so, getting where so, you want to go. So what other assets that outs- makes any sense? What other assets outside of comedy do you guys have? Property, property. Yes, I've so, got another business. So you've got you've got another business, Carlo. Yeah, yeah and, I got to do. And yeah. how many properties do you have as well? Uh, three. Three properties and another business. And what yeah. about you, Joe? I got one property. One property, yeah. And um, my donuts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Andrew, I presume- 78 properties. Mm. Mm. Seriously? No. I think on the first no, day. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> it'll be about eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I'm saying, what the reason I'm asking you is because obviously you got a f- fallback position to this as well like you know what I mean so you've, all, you've always you've built assets to allow yourself to the time to do the comedy as well yeah yeah to a certain point yep yep yeah there, I mean yeah there's a, there is a there's a, a fallback somewhat yeah but I mean I, I don't really not, 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 not that you're thinking about leaning on it no. but I just think I just think you, it does help knowing I mean I, I, I was mortgage free when I was 30 right mm. and there isn't there isn't even though like for a lot of in, when you think when you think about that, I could have remortgaged it and bought four, four, four you know, had four deposits on four houses. But it is nice knowing that you own something outright, completely done, and that's done. So you don't, so you've got that as a fallback. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It, yes. is, it is nice to know that. And if I lost everything today in Australia, rah, 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 I could just pack a bag up, fly back to England, and I'd be like, right, cool, I've got my own home. I got yeah, you know, yeah. You, that that that's so there's no. Or if worse comes to worse, there's you no resell. Yeah, you can sell it. You, you got you got options. Yeah, it, it basically means I because I've worked so hard, I put myself in a no risk position. Which 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 you know, you boys are potentially in the same. You no can't. Ris- no there's, risk there's rarely a time when you're in a unless you. There's rarely a time when you're in a no loss situation. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's an old fashioned mentality, and I I adopt that. I do. I like. I've always been like. I want something that I own, and Carlos the same. Joe's the same. Like you're saying, if, if all, else, all else fails, I've got that too. If I go and start another venture, I've got, I always start the venture knowing that if that fails, I've got enough money to cover the failure. Yep. You know? But that's not the way most, like not everyone thinks that way. That's not the, that's not the rule to success. It's not necessarily the rule. That's just what makes you I don't you think there are any rules, are there? You there know no what I mean? You could do success. it anyway. A lot of people make it. Uh, and then once they still keep risking everything time and time and time again, that's the nature of how they make they find yeah. their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rolling, you know rolling what I mean. So I'm saying there's not one way. That's one way it works. I, I I don't feel comfortable doing it any other way. But there are many many ways to make to make money. You know, sometimes you have to gamble everything you have and some and go into debt to to to, to take the next step in life. If whether it's buying a property for your business or machinery for your business or whatever that may be. Sometimes you have to risk everything you have and put it on the line to go and borrow money against that particular asset to make the next move. You, you've yeah, risked yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're waiting to have enough money to, to do that, you, 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 may, you may never get the opportunity to do it. So there's different ways, I you mean, know what I mean? I mean, basically, for, from everything you boys have said, it's like if, there, if, if, if any of you listening out there are at the point where 
you're you're going should I take the safe job or should I roll the dice and actually believing in what I want then I I assume you boys would all encourage them rolling the dice on what they actually want in life because at the end of the day you can always go back and get a job can't you I rolled the dice if we're talking about my other venture which has been it's grown quite a lot I I, I rolled the dice on that at least four or five times where I rolled every cent I had into this business with my my other business partner to the point where it's like man we, we we're if it, if if we can't make it out of this that's all my life savings gone I did yeah. that at least four or five times yep. and I backed I backed it and luckily you know that paid off and it's a that's what booming I was business about. but Mate, I, I yeah, shit. I rolled everything. I risked it. I risked it all. And it was there was there was nights I was eating dinner thinking, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm this, we're not going to get out of this. I did the like, same we're thing. In bad, she, we're in a bad. We're in a bad situation. Yeah. I did the yeah. same thing when I was 21. I did. I went all balls in on a project when I was 21. <clears throat> and it was that was project's great. called his wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Val. Hey, darling. Uh, no, I bought a property and it was way above. Uh, what I should have extended myself way too much money, and uh, it was much easier to get money back <laughs> back in those days. So I bought I bought a property, and it it, uh, it it was slowly choking me alive. I couldn't make the repayments on it, and uh, but we managed to to see it through um, with some help, and uh, it came into fruition about. 15 years later, I made quite a bit of money off the property. But it's like Carl said, there's, there's been times even in between that where you have to roll. Sometimes you have to roll everything you've got into something. Have an opportunity to then have the security later to do something else, you know. It's, it's very hard. To make something from nothing without risking it ever, it's, yeah. it's oh, really yeah. hard. If you want to grow, you know? if you want to get to, you know, Again, with this other the other business, like we were, we grew from you know a smaller size business to mid to viewing on large large business. You know, how many people <coughs> do you employ now? Uh, that business has about all up, uh, including like subcontractors and stuff like that, about two fifty three hundred. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So it's it, it it's it, but it's like uh, it's a business that's uh, you know. It's got a lot. It's got a little moving parts, and it's you know. Let me ask you a question: Has has being this comedy guy over here ever affected your business? Fucking off. Uh, yeah, it did, man, and that's why. I mean, it, again, I'm not the face of it anymore. I've I've, I've moved out of that space, and I'm, v- I'm v- full time into sushi. I just you know I own a, a portion a portion of that business, but it did. It got it got like when I was burning the candle at both ends, I would be like, people would come in to try and do business with us and we'd be having meetings and they'd be like, hey, hey saw your last video. That was a fucking crack up. Man. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be this like stern <laughs> CEO and it's like, yeah, then I'd turn into this clown again. I'd be like, fuck it, what, what's, what's going on? Like, you know, I had to really sort of um, juggle that, with that, that, end that, up being on stage, he ends up doing the stern CEO bit. Yeah. It was hard, man. It was hard for a bit there. It was, it was really like... Uh, that's that's a phenomenal business you built with two or three hundred people employed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, it's it's fairly good. It's it's a good. 
It's good business. It's good business. It's, uh, look, I got a, my hat off to my um my my business partner in the, in, the, in that uh, business. He's fantastic, and you know we've got some right people right people running it now, and it's 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 once you get the right people on the bus, and it yeah just runs it for you. But it was a bit difficult. It and was uh, yeah, he was burning a candle at both ends at one stage. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad, and uh, and it was like a double life. I was, I used to say to him, you, "You're living a double life." It was. I felt you, that. you can't, you can't do this anymore. You can't be selling out an arena and then doing a Zoom meeting the next day. It's just not. It just wasn't. It right. was getting to like anyone I'd go into a meeting with would yeah. recognize me, and it was like it was just like the I'm I'm no good as as uh, it, I kept. I was like, oh, I'll remove myself from the customers. I'll remove myself. Then I had to remove myself from emails. I was like, even if sending it, they'd see my name. And they go, is that the guy? You know, mm, it got yeah. really, really tricky at, at that point. So I was just like, look, I've got to... I've got to it's I've got just to. all been a natural progression to you boys at the end of the day. Yeah. It? It's, just all na- it's just all been a natural <laughs> So the, the beginning was organic uh, and then, um, you know, uh, like well, see, I said, he and was when, the first and I, But I'm the different to the guys. I, never, I was always working for someone and working in different businesses. So I never really had... You know, they're talking about putting it all in and risking it all. Like the only risk that I had was that if it didn't work, I'd go get another job. You well, he, I mean? he was a tip, the, tip, the typical, like, he ha- he, this was it. This is crunch time for my brother. Like, my brother wanted to be an entertainer. He wanted, you know, he wanted to be, yeah. this was his, this wanted to be, this is the life he wanted. But, you know. In, in saying, so, so the other side of it is, but when, when you say you risk it all, yeah, you risk it all. The other flip side of it is, you've got to work your fucking ass off. With everything, yeah, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's just the pl- plain and simple. When someone There's says, "How long does it take to build this sushi mango?" or "How long does it take to build it?" I'm like, honestly, you got to do videos. You got to do it every week. You got to constantly post, constantly put stuff out on all different types of platforms. I'm moving this. I'm moving that. It, does, it never stops. It never ends. And see how it take four or five years. If you're talking about sushi mango risk, my brother risked the most. Me? Yeah, because like he, again, when you talk about fallback. I had I had a, like somewhat of a I had a fallback, you know. I, I, Andrew had a fallback. My brother didn't have he, he his fallback was to get another job, get right? Another job. So he he risked the most and he had the most on the line. This was like this was like, hey, this is my path. If this doesn't work, I'm I'm either gonna go have a crack at another business or a, a business of my own, or I'm gonna go work yeah. for someone. Mm. So my brother, when it comes to sushi mango, he put up the most risk, and that's why I went. It started bearing fruit. He was the he was the first one out, and um, and, right, and rightly so, you know. And what's the goals for this year coming, lads? In twenty twenty three, I mean, you must have some s- massive yeah. shipment of cocaine coming through. No, <laughs> <laughs> no off the cocaine. No. Uh, you, you, I tell you what, you boys have to, solidly yeah. demonetized this video on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> because these, oh, did you get yeah, because the drug mentions they just demonetize the video. Okay, oh, just bleep, 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 bleep them, bleep them out. Nah, nah, out. fuck it, nah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> so we'll pay you the difference, I guess. I don't know. Um, there's <laughs> heaps of stuff. You happening. know, yeah, there's, there's a lot happening next year. Um, so much, man. There's so much great stuff, and it's just like one of those. It's that thing that we don't know what else. The, the, the most exciting part about this venture that we're on, or as Andrew loves the, the term, Fuck, the, don't say the journey the that we're journey, on. The wanker word. <laughs> the journey. I'm on my journey. Hashtag journey. But it is some sort of some of a journey adventure, whatever you want to call it. Right? Is that 
we know what's happening, but we, the, it's the unknown, which is a really good thing. Yeah. It's that, yeah. it's that random email that comes through and you're like, oh, fuck. Cause that's what happened with the arenas. You know, we got approached by TEG Dainty. Um, so Paul Dainty is one of the biggest promoters in Australia. And we got an email one day. That was through manifestation. Th- you boys smashed it, <laughs> smashed it with the podcast as well, because obviously you got signed podcast by Spotify. Podcast's been good. S- yeah. Signed by Spotify. Signed by Spotify. So what, what we got planned, we got, we got that, which we were in a, I think it was a three year deal with him. Um, how did two, that come about? Deal. Just randomly? Well, no, we, Carl, Carl's always pushed the podcast for, for many years. Carl yeah. has pushed it for many years. But then lockdown. Lockdown, we couldn't do nothing else. So, so we, we started the podcast. Yeah. I wanted to do it for did, a long did, time. Did you start it or or did you get paid to start it? No. We started it. Yeah, we started it. We started it and we dropped the teaser on on Spotify and whatever. And the video that we got, it shot to number one. So our podcast went to number one. We hadn't had an episode on there yet. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like looking at you go, I was going, fucking teach me what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so immediately Spotify were like, uh, who are these guys? And then we had, eleven. We had recorded a couple of episodes. Did eleven in that first season. Eleven. And Spotify came and said, "No, it wasn't. But it was before that. It we was, did. We did. So we had recorded. Oh, that's right. Yes. So what happened was we had recorded about three, uh, three or four, right? And you hadn't posted any. I hadn't posted any, but we had posted the video, yeah. the little teaser clip. And then the guy who we're in, who does our production, he says, "Hey, listen, Spotify want to sign you. Like, want to talk about." Bringing you over as exclusive to Spotify, and we're like, well, we've, we've we've already started, like you know, we've already re- we we released I think two or two episodes, and we're like, well, we're already, they're like, oh, that's cool, you know, um, they want to start talking and in, do this season and next season we'll, we'll we'll talk. So we did we we did eleven episodes and then we started talking and we come to a figure that we're happy with and they're like, yeah, cool, come along and. We just deleted everything off Apple and yeah. YouTube, and it's exclusive with Spotify. We've got a two-year deal with them, and we're the only we're one of the only Australian. I think we're the only Australian podcast no, that, that's not, got video. Not or anymore. Second. Not we anymore. were, we were at one stage. We were the first first podcast to have video outside of Joe Rogan. Mm. Uh, on oh yeah, on, so on, it was us and Joe. So I, obviously, I'm an independent, and yeah. I've, I I can I can put videos on Spotify. Mm. Yes, but, but I just when I when I uh, you put video. No, because not a lot of people watch them, do they? Mm. Well, a lot of people watch ours. Our, ours, ours is well, like ours more ninety percent watch it with the video. Oh, watch it with the video, yeah. no, but that's yeah. because you're probably exclusively on the platform, right? For, Possibly. For, for for me, like what I've found from surveying the audience, and you tell you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but they watch the videos on YouTube for me because yeah, sure. obviously my videos are on YouTube, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So they either go YouTube for videos or they go Spotify or Apple for the audio. I yeah. can put, I can, I've I've been able to put. Um, the videos on Spotify since I reckon episode fifty. Yep. So I can I can go back and put them on. Yeah. Do you no, re- it's good. It's, it's good. been good. They've been good. They're a good good it's company it, to deal with. It's interesting that you say most most of yours, but how do they know it's watched on the video though? Because the video plays whilst oh, they've got whilst all whilst the, they've got everything. Man, they give us a oh. month like a monthly yeah. breakdown of like how many people are. Uh, are coming back how many people are watching multiple episodes I'll tell you the how watch there's, there's a button because the video doesn't actually play when you're in your car okay when you're at home it plays the video when you're in your car it's connected to your car like via bluetooth yeah. it doesn't play and then you can press in car and then the video comes up 
Interesting, interesting. Mm, yeah. I like it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I have to get onto it, boys. I have to get onto it. Mm. That's a so we've got that. Movie. We're writing our own movie, which started last Monday. <laughs> uh, and we've got the wine. And we've got pla- we're actually going to open up a restaurant. We're going to start a restaurant. I think that restaurant's going to smash it. Yeah, we're well, starting, we're going in with some some heavy hitters in terms of the the restaurant. Game. We're not running the restaurant. We're not running the restaurant. So Again, it's going to be the Johnny. I, I think I don't think we've actually said that. No, we haven't it's, 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 it's exclusive, exclusive, exclusive drop. But I don't care because it's actually happening, and we've got the designs of the place. And uh, so, what, is this going to be Central Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, we can't say. I'm not going to tell you where. where. Can't I, say who with. I won't know where anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's in St Kilda. No, I mean, it's in St Kilda all fucking day, Listen, man. We can't tell you where, we can't tell you when, we can't tell you with who. We can't tell you nothing. There's a restaurant coming, and it's going to embrace uh, uh, what well, we represent. When when it comes down to the to the movie stuff, obviously, do you get funding for that? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. by who? Oh, it's a certain portion. We by have to wait. Australia. You have to see. If you so, qualify. Oh, you're talking ah, about like uh, right. government funding? No, 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 no. I'm, obviously, do you get financial backers? Because oh yes, oh yes. Fr- from what I gather from a lot of from a lot of what you're doing, it's like it's like with the podcast. You know, Spotify come on board and come to the table with the tech. You come with the comedy. It's like with this with this movie. Someone comes along with the money. You yep. come along with the branding. But you that only it. that only happened because of. Uh, so we we were going to do the movie independently ourselves, and then. Um, and then we've teamed up with someone else, and now we're like we're, we're still going to find the money. So we we're either going to put some up ourselves, and then we're, we're going to get friends to put up as well. Um, but now uh, we're teaming up with someone, which which they will do all that. So they'll get the funding. They'll get all the funding, and, and yeah. still yeah. try and go to Screen Australia, we're, we're try and go to yeah. Victory, doing Victoria. a production company together with another company. So but it just goes to show you, as you've built your brand online, the amount of opportunity. Opportunities you can draw to yourself by built by putting your face online, essentially. Absolutely, just keep walking that know. again. Back to the original message: just keep walking the line. Keep walking that line. Keep walking the line, and 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 more and more things pop up, and you know, when you're online and when you put yourself out there, people tell you very quickly if it's good or not. So you know very quickly if it's good or not, and if it's not good, tweak it. Don't stop doing it. Just yeah. adjust it, yeah. or try something else, or. Go down that's, this path. It's with anything, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, so let's do this then, lads. And I do this at the end of most episodes of the podcast. I get, I get the people, usually one person, to drop their pearl of wisdom so that if they had to check out the world tomorrow and they couldn't take any of their physical goods, their family or anything else, but they could just leave one pearl of wisdom on this audience that will allow them to go forward in their life, to take them forward, to help them break patterns, flip perspectives. I'm going to ask you all individually what would that be? And I'll start with Joe. What was the question again? What, what is the one pearl of if you wisdom. had to check? What, yeah, pearl of wisdom you drop that, that that can empower this audience to break patterns and flip perspectives in their life. Never take. give up. Ah, okay. A pearl of wisdom to That's empower right. people. Yeah, well, just, if you if you if, if you're going to leave something, just that one piece, you can't you can only leave one piece of advice for for okay. for, for, for them listening. To never this. give up. Uh, like what Andrew said before. Never, ever give up on your dreams because if I could do it or we could do it, anyone can do it. So if you want to, whatever you're, whatever you're going to set yourself, if you want to do something in life, no matter how old you are, you know, I, Sushi Mango started really taking off when I was 39 years old, 40. It's fucking inspiring, isn't it? Right? So 
just never ever give up on what your dream is. Just I know it sounds cliche and stupid and simple and easy, but it's true, man. Just just if you feel like you've got to do something, if you feel like that you want to whatever whatever it is up realistically I, it, I can't be 40 35 years old and go i want to play afl football you can be play you can play football but as long as it's a just never give up on your dreams yeah what about you i would say um uh again this is again it's going to be a little bit cliche but <clears throat> identify what's wrong with with yourself or your mind and fix your mind um, work on work on your mind to be able to believe without knowing how you're going to get there yes Le- learn that intuition mm-hmm. that intuition is and belief without knowing you know exactly what, how you're going to get there to that point there's going to be steps and plan it but just believe and know that you're going to get there you know what I mean? Like uh, visualize that you're going to to get to that place, uh, and don't worry about how or you know in the long long term. Just know that you're going to get there, and continue to do something every day to make sure that you're on your way there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the final one. Oh, look, there's a couple. Uh, <laughs> one I like is a Jordan Peterson quote. He says, uh, "Never underestimate the hole your absence will leave." All right, so let's. I think that's. There's a lot in that. It goes more to what Joe said there. You know, it's not just you met your family will miss you. If you, if you leave a position, whatever position it is, you're probably letting someone else down. You know what I mean? So see see your responsibilities through. But also, probably most importantly, the next thing I want to say is like all your failures. Right, everything you fail at is. Don't consider them failures. Consider them like an apprenticeship for what you're about to do. You know what I mean? Because you've got you to fall over a stack of times before you figure out what you've got to do. So just never give up what Carl said. And that, I think that's a nice little way to motivate everyone to just you know, stay humble, stay happy and keep pushing, you know, no matter what. And it's going to be okay. Like, I've learned, it, I've learned it's going to be okay. That's what I've learned. You'll figure it. I've learned that everything's going to be okay. We, we, we talk about stuff sometimes and we argue and, well, because, because we want the best for each other. We want the best for the brand. And I always feel like it's going to be okay. Whatever's supposed to happen will happen. As long as, you get, as long as you're not sitting on the couch at home eating nachos in your jocks, <laughs> right? But <laughs> true, man. It's going to be okay. But if, like, but if that's your YouTube channel where you go live <laughs> yeah, they they do, do do eating doing. nachos, then, then there's then, people do doing it, that. But, yeah, but it's going to be a, like, I, I don't know, I, I've had a, sometimes anxiety of things and, you know, you get things playing in your head and I've just learned that everything's going to be okay. As long as you're not yeah. terminally, terminally ill, like, you know, everything always works out. And can I, if I can add one more thing, it's Go just it, always find a way, is that my camera there? Yeah. Always find a way to laugh. Laugh at everything. Mm. There's, so there's humour and, 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 and fun shit in everything. No matter how dire, you just have to see that. that you see it from another perspective. There's always something to laugh about. So. And that's coming from the most serious man in the world. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be, if I smile, my face cracks. You see? But, uh, <laughs> no, that's very, it's very true. You've got to laugh. But um, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, I just want to hope people that li- I hope people that are listening, man, can actually get something out of it. And, and that miserable person, because I know that there might be someone out there who's miserable listening to this, thinking oh, I'm in a bad, 
I don't like where I'm at. Get up. Think of something you can do and do something every day and keep moving forward. You can do it. Trust me. I love it. By the way, and I wish you fucking all the best in what you're about. Yeah. Oh, on, here we my go. Friend. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh. Seriously, you know? man. I wish you all the best and I think that you're going to continue to grow and and you know, thank th- you, man. Thank you. I think you're going to continue to grow. I suppose. I suppose we better give the audience context to this. Yeah, well, I suppose you let them know. That's why I thought I'm going to usually be able to let them know. They they don't they don't know. No, they don't well, know. But I suppose I suppose I suppose today is a good a day as any to to kind of break this news. But I've um I've decided uh, and and it's emotional for me to even say this. I've decided to leave Australia yeah. because um I think that I came here in 2014, July 2014. I think I came here to heal parts of myself that perhaps weren't healed. There was a lot of um, a lot a lot of stuff that I had to learn about myself. A lot of ego that I had to smash through. A lot of a lot of stuff that was just I was just hurt in many areas of my life. Whether it be around breakups, whether it be around um, childhood stuff um, that went on, you know, and and stuff like that. So I had to heal a lot of that. And I came here, and I think I've done that throughout this journey, and obviously found the podcast when I went back to England in two thousand nineteen uh, slash twenty. Mm-hmm. obviously found the podcast and stuff and and obviously sent it really hard uh both here and when i went back to the uk i sent it really fucking hard uh for the last three years and and built this to and to have guys like you come on mm-hmm. Do you know what i mean this has been my dream since since i started this podcast not not just to have just to have guests like you guys on that, that i know can drop their wisdom and and put it on the put it on the audience so the audience can can break patterns flip perspectives in their life that's that's what i'm here to do mm. and I realized the other day when I was sat on my own, I was like, to be, I've been to number three, like in terms of like my category, like, like you've been number one of your category. I've been number three of mine. Yeah. Number, I think number 66 or 63 overall in Australia. Bearing in mind, if you took out the Americans, I'd, I'd be in the top 20. Right. So would you. Right. Well, when you've been to, to, to come back and just, just to try and be number one, that's just you being involved in an egotistical dick swinging competition. But to, but, but to go out to the world now and have the best conversations that you can genuinely have and just go and serve the world that way, that's what my soul's telling me to do. Yeah, man. So in, in order to do that, the way that I'm doing it, guys, is I'm going to, I've literally like selling my car, I'm getting rid of my apartment, I'm losing every part of this identity I have now in order to take me, myself to the next level, in order to allow myself that freedom. Because from in my opinion, and I've had to reinvent myself a couple of times, I had to reinvent, when I was a professional boxing trainer, I had to reinvent myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, then, and then I had to come to Australia, I had to reinvent myself again to do that, and now I'm having to reinvent myself again, because I realised you cannot get to where you want to get to in the same ship that got you to where you are. That's profound, that, man. And that's and that's kind of that's, man, kind of, that's well, very profound, man. It's very profound, and uh, again, wish you all the best. I think that you're on a winner, and you found something that you love doing. And and and, and look, like, like if if I can give you that wisdom, is keep taking the step. More steps you take, yeah. and this is going to be a big step for you going overseas yeah, and yeah, finding yeah, yeah. people that are bigger than us. You know, to come on this <laughs> podcast or whatever it is, way more wisdom than us, bigger than us, more mm. popular this, than us, and and and, and yeah. you know, I think you'll find it. This, in the, this, in the this, words this. of my dad, I hope you fail. But the thing is, boys, right? It's not. It's, I realise this as well. I'm not saying goodbye to Australia. I'm just. No. I'm just saying I'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you later. But but, but I got. But but I can't sit here and and just and just try and be. 
the best at, at this here. Like that's just not what I'm about. Like it's yeah. like I've already touched, scratched the surface in England. I thought, oh, I like that. I, 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 You're I, all in, man. Yeah, you got to go all You're in. You're all in. You got to go all in on yourself. That's that, that's the whole point of this podcast. Is I have conversations with people that go in all in and back themselves on all levels of being, and then I try and get that wisdom into the audience's ears so they can go and back them themselves and do what they want to do. You know, well, and, that's, and it's, that's it's an absolute, absolute, absolute pleasure having you boys on here to do that. Really you're you're going to get a lot of respect from the people that you're interviewing because it's like, you know, you telling someone, go in that cold water, it's going to make you feel better. And then they go, you go in, oh no, fuck that. You're actually going, I'm going out. I'm doing this. I'm all in. Yeah. You're actually you know, doing it. You're showing, actually showing, and showing them as well. well. Yeah, you're preaching there. There's no point this... The, the tagline is podcast being break patterns flip perspectives if you're not willing to break patterns flip Absolutely. perspectives in your lead own by life. Example. You lead by lead, example. you got to lead from the front. And what's the worst that can happen? That's right. Exactly. You know what? Like I said before, it's going to be okay. Just, it's going to be just fine. Go dance. You, but, what's the worst that can happen? You're going to go back to England. You're going to come back to Australia. You, like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It, Actually, nothing. It, the, the, you, need to, you need to go and be, if you want to you got to put yourself in what I call the circle of influence in terms of like, if you want to get Stormzy on the podcast, you got to be in... Stormzy? In, yeah, you gotta, Stormzy, in it? Yeah, you got to, you got to go... Stormzy? you got to be in London. Stop with Stormzy. Stormzy. Yeah, they don't know Stormzy. Stop with Stormzy? Stormzy? I know Stormzy. <laughs> is the weather changing? Stormzy's a... The cloud's coming. No. Man, shut up. See what I did there? Yeah, what you, what's Stormzy? <laughs> but, but, what, but you know what I mean though. If you want to get, if you want to get, now what's Stormzy? He's a rapper. Shut he's, a rapper but oh. he's a rapper. If you, if you want to get certain type of levels of guests on... You get, oh, so off. <laughs> Sorry, go do, ahead. Do you know what I mean? If you want to get if you want to get certain guests on, you've got to be in certain countries, and you've got to be there to do it. So I thought, roll the dice. That's it. Good on you, man. Man, you're gonna get so much more experience, it, wisdom, and and guests, and you're just gonna come. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna see you on your European tour. That's it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, if that's you go year, on any other podcast, if you're in England, I'm in England, or you're in or you're in America, and I'm in America, and you don't come on my podcast, we're gonna fall out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Anyway, but no, on, on a serious note, boys, I uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, coming on here and share it, dropping your wisdom, and taking the time out to come to St Kilda. Um, <laughs> I, I know it's a fucking ghetto, and no, I it's, not, no. it's not the ghetto. It's not a ghetto. It's man. not the ghetto. It's, it's just about, it's pub land. There's a lot of vomit around the yeah, yeah, yeah. area. Sixty six. No, but wasn't area sixty six around here? Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, when I was a kid. Coming on a up. serious note, though, in in relation to what you say, what a journey, my man! What a journey! Yeah. What a journey yeah, for all of us! Journey, boys. man! I appreciate That's all it. of you, guys. Do me a solid favour: yeah? like, subscribe, you know, share it with your friends, uh, share the sushi mango wherever you wherever you go. And honestly, these boys are doing bits, and I have no doubt in my mind that Madison Square Garden and everything else that they want to do is going to come to fruition. Get some wine; the wine's on the table there. Isaac, zoom in when I say wine. Wine. Zoom in on that bad boy. There you go. Wallop. Have that. Go buy that. They can buy that from Dan Murphy's. They can buy it from wherever. BWS. Yeah. I don't normally encourage drinking, but for you boys, buy yeah. it for your mums, buy it for your dads. Just, you know, buy it, put it away. Well, like know, a wine, a wine, it, you know, and, like, you know, have to drink it. Don't binge drink it. A wine's good to be drank. Have a glass, yeah. maybe a glass. It's good yeah. for the heart. Mm. The boys have sold uh, a hell of a lot of this to the Catholic Church. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we offer, we offer the, the Eucharist with it as well. It, it'll, be, it'll be on every communion till Timbuktu. <laughs> right. Anyway, guys, much love. Stay safe. Stay happy. Peace out. Ciao. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.